grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Welcome to our podcast, To Be a Christian, the Anglican Catechism in a Year, where we are learning what it means to be a Christian and the essentials for our Christian faith and lives. Each day, we are reading one catechism question, the appointed scripture lessons, and concluding with a relevant collect from the Book of Common Prayer. If you would like to buy or download To Be a Christian, the official catechism of the Anglican Church in North America, head to anglicanchurch.net slash catechism. As always, we encourage you to reflect on the catechism question and answer as we hear from the Holy Scripture readings and search for points of insight, deeper truth, and meaning for your lives. Today is day 57, and we are in the section on the second article of the Apostles' Creed. We are working line by line through the Apostles' Creed and are on the sixth line. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Yesterday we answered, Was Mary the only biological parent of Jesus? Today we are on question 57. What is the relationship between Jesus' divine and human natures? We will be reading from Luke chapter 1, John chapter 1, Philippians chapter 2, Hebrews chapter 2, 1 John chapter 4, and the Chalcedonian definition, which is a declaration from the Ecumenical Council of Chalcedon in 451. We will conclude with the collect for the presentation of Christ in the temple. Question 57. What is the relationship between Jesus' divine and human natures? At the moment of Jesus' conception, the divine nature of the one eternal person of the Son was united to our human nature. Therefore, Jesus Christ is fully and truly both divine and human, but without sin. His two natures are united without division, separation, mixture, or change. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38 birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with the Lord. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born shall be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The Gospel according to St. John, chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 6-8 through eight. Though Jesus was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, 
but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The Letter to the Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 10 through 16. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell you of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. The First Epistle of St. John, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come into the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world already. The Definition of Chalcedon Following then the Holy Fathers, we all unanimously teach that our Lord Jesus Christ is to us one and the same Son, the self-same perfect in Godhead, the self-same perfect in manhood, truly God and truly man, the self-same of a rational soul and body, co-essential with the Father according to the Godhead, the self-same co-essential with us according to the manhood, like us in all things sin apart, before the ages begotten of the Father as to the Godhead, but in the last days the self-same for us and for our salvation, born of Mary the Virgin Theotokos as to the manhood, one and the same Christ, Son, Lord, only begotten, acknowledged in two natures, unconfusedly, unchangeably, indivisibly, inseparably, the differences of the natures being in no way removed because of the union, but rather the properties of each nature being preserved, and both concurring in one person and one hypostasis, not as one he was parted or divided into two persons, but one and the self-same Son, and only begotten God, Word, Lord Jesus Christ even as from the beginning the prophets had taught concerning him, and as the Lord Jesus Christ himself hath taught us, and as the symbol of the fathers hath handed down to us. Question 57. What is the relationship between Jesus' divine and human natures? At the moment of Jesus' conception, the divine nature of the one eternal person of the Son was united to our human nature. Therefore Jesus Christ is fully and truly both divine and human, but without sin. His two natures are united without division, separation, mixture, or change. The Collect for the Presentation of Christ in the Temple Almighty and ever-living God, we humbly pray that as your only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so we may be presented to you with pure and clean hearts by Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. 
the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.